0: For the first time in 36 years, the Canadians' men's national team is going to the World Cup. Two guys who wore their colors, John Lemnières and Patrice Bernier, are pretty happy guys. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to celebrate, coming up on The Sick Podcast.
1: Turn up your volume, volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, Podcast with Tony Merridero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. And now, a 24th
2: Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup
1: Sports Entertainment. Like no other, brought to you by 8.6 beer, intense by nature, and Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu
0: will surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast, one team, one dream. They got it done. We're going to talk about the Canadians men's national team in just a second because they have qualified for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. But it is The Sick Podcast, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Sick Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. Tell your friends about it, and you can get notified when we upload an episode or when we go live. It's brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature like me and like the Canadian men's national team. The beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark and Lacage if the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup you're missing out because I went on Sunday and I went on Saturday I went the last two days Sunday in LaSalle Saturday at the, the carry location but if the last time you went is when the Habs won the Cup it's time you go back to Lacage the menu will surprise you and the Canadians men's national team is now surprising no one, because we knew they were good going into World Cup qualifying. We probably didn't know they were this good, but now they're no longer a surprise. And joining me right now, no surprise to Canadian soccer fans and soccer fans in the province of Quebec, especially from our very own La Belle Province, John Limniadis Good morning, Tony, or good afternoon, Tony. Good afternoon, was, it is. By the and, way, I was
3: uh, at casual Sport. I was at Cajon. Yeah. Last Saturday evening.
0: Is that right? Okay. Yes. okay. okay. The, one at the, the one at plus bell. Oh, that's very, very nice. Okay. Good to hear it. And Patrice Bernier. Hey, how's it going everybody? Uh, it's, it's, it's going good, Pat. It's going good. Um, Pat, John you both wore the colors of the Canadians men's national team Pat you're with uh, TVa sports now spreading the word and talking soccer I know you did so for one soccer as well over the past couple of games John writes about soccer in the journal de Montreal so today for me to have both of you played for the italian for <laughs> the Italian for the Canadians men's national team it's pretty cool John no comment on Italy you were talking to me about them before the show all right John if I would have told you a year ago Canada's going to qualify for the 2022. World Cup in Qatar, you would have said what? Uh,
3: not surprising. I think the team going in was is quite talented and very athletic and quite deep. So it's not a big surprise for me.
0: Same question for you, Pat.
2: Uh, no, I expected them to maybe not finish first, but I expected them to take in third position to qualify because we all thought Mexico and USA would dominate the group. But no, no, no surprise that they're going to
0: the World Cup. All right. Okay. So now another question, the fact that they have a record of eight, one, and four, they only lost one game versus Costa Rica. The amount of clean sheets is unbelievable. The fact that they've outscored the opposition uh, the way they have and the amount of goals they've scored. Pat, how surprised are you uh, or not of the fact they've only had one loss in the world cup qualifying here in the, in the last stage and the amount of goals they've scored.
2: Yeah, scoring. I thought no, that's not going to be a problem because the quality of players and, uh, and the depth of players they have. We all thought defensively that could be a might be an issue. Uh, and uh, yeah, of course, having played and you know John knows it. Going away, I would have thought Mexico. That's difficult. USA. Those are places where you didn't think they could get those points away. Other places: Honduras, Jamaica. I thought maybe they can grab a point, but you no, know, they did it well. Only one loss fantastic results, uh, and dominating CONCACAF, which I don't think nobody uh, uh, expected uh, this way of uh, qualification.
0: John, we're going to go back four years if we can, all right? Uh, It was uh, just over four years ago that the Canadian men's national team hired John Herdman to take over at the helm of the men's program. He had led the women to a World Cup in the past in what was a very unconventional move at the time, John. Let's be honest here. Uh, hiring the former women's coach to coach the men's team. I don't know if you've seen that anywhere else in the world. I don't know if it's ever happened before. Uh, There was a lot of doubt four years ago, but clearly there wasn't with people like Canada Soccer. Four years later, John, they were proven right.
3: Yes, I I totally agree. I think it was a bit, I wouldn't say controversial, but it was a bit surprising because he's never really been uh, on the men's side of, of soccer, So for me, it was a little bit, um, you know, like everybody else, I had a little bit of doubt. But at the end of the day, uh, we know that John Herman is somebody that's uh, organized, somebody that has a plan. Uh, He knows where to uh, to get to and when to get to as far as the objectives that he sets. Uh, So we knew that uh, he was going to coach the team well or at least have a plan. But we didn't know how he was going to succeed. With his plan and the way he is uh, as an organizer and as a motivator, together with this bunch of players that, like I said before, are quite talented, quite athletic, I think he, he also profited from the fact that he had this team in his hands.
0: Pat, some will call it a cult mentality, call it whatever you want, but I think it's obvious, even without being on the inside, now you two have access to more players than I would, so you would know a little bit more, but... It, it really shows that he created a, a spirit within the group, a spirit of belief. And, you know, he, they are tight. They took no nonsense from from nobody in this World Cup qualifying. They were not intimidated when they played in some hostile environments. And, and clearly, uh, one of his greatest accomplishments, speaking of John Herdman, is he made this group belief.
2: Yeah, no, you're uh, absolutely right. I remember if you read some of the words of Lucas Cavallini uh, after the game, he said on the first day when John Herman talked about us, 2022, not 2026, 2022. He said I was skeptical, but three years later we're here, and we believe that or we we believed that we could be here and that we could succeed in Coca So he did a great job instilling instilling a a mentality. A belief, the brotherhood, like they like to call it, where a culture, uh, like any club, a club level team where you have a good team spirit, uh, you can, you tend to be able to do even more than maybe what was expected. Uh, so, uh, you know, high level, John can talk about it also. It's usually mental. The, those guys have a skill set. They're good. But now how good do they believe they are and how, uh, where do they think they can reach? And that's where uh, John Herdman optimized that group and pushed it to its limit and now their journey is bringing them to Qatar and who knows what they could do over there Uh, because yeah he had great talent but there's been talent before there Uh, but it never reached the max and now he uh, got to octagon and finished first in CONCACAF
3: not just qualified finished first in the group. John he took you a bit of the model I guess from what he had from the girls the girls were very close together uh, you could tell that they had a harmony. They they were they were attached. Uh, the sisterhood, I guess, uh, in the other side of the, of the brotherhood. Uh, I think he, he kind of took the same model the same way. I th- this generation needs uh, motivation, in my opinion. This generation needs uh, to believe, needs somebody to help them believe. I don't think it was like that when I played because we didn't need as much motivation as, as maybe they need now or inspiration because it was kind of what it's supposed to be. But I think this generation needed to get boosted a little bit for them to believe, like Pat said, on how good they actually are and what they can accomplish.
0: He definitely got them uh, up and running. Speaking of running matrix, home You can check them out. I got myself a treadmill, John, no comment, the T75 with the 22 inch XUR console screen, bring I it, it home. Discover a club quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit matrixhomefitness.ca. And you can go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel. I know they're going to have Canada gear going forward. They already have some already. And our SICK merchandise, One Team, One Dream, use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. Gentlemen, you both represented the Canadians' men's national team. Uh, John, one minute for you. Pat, one minute for you. Can you share your experiences of, of you know, just where the program was, where it is now, and the pride that you have taken in seeing it do what it did yesterday, winning in style?
3: Well, for me, it's it's seeing, first of all, the stadium with, with uh, very little away fans cheering for a team. I think that's something that has changed quite a bit. When you go to stadiums now and you watch Canada play, uh, most of the fans are Canadian. You see Canadian flags. You see all kinds of stuff that you kind of see in Europe, which in my time, we didn't see it as often. Obviously, the stadiums were not as big. But at the same time, you got to see a lot of, uh, of foreign fans into the stadium, which you don't see uh, lately. So that part has changed. And obviously, the fact that, that with, in my in my case, we've been in big games, but we never uh, went to the World Cup. So I hope we take advantage of this to grow our sport to be as big as it could be in our country.
0: Pat, I remember watching games where there were hundreds of... Uh, Fans in attendance yesterday at BMO Field, over 29,000 in a beautiful sea of red with flags waving everywhere. The players were greeted a couple of hours before the game. The flares, the smoke, the colors. It was beautiful. Talk to me about uh, when you were there, Pat, and where it is now.
2: Uh, John mentioned it. I remember when we played there against Jamaica 2008 uh, for the World Cup 2010. And it was a pro jamaican crowd even they we had a they had a national anthem singer who was jamaican so now you look at it that they 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 got the advantage meaning playing at home playing uh, canadian canadian uh, nordic uh, temperature putting the uh, the opposition in difficulty not playing in heat uh, not playing in altitude uh, and yeah sea of red people there The fans, the back, the 12th player is a big motivator and a factor. And a lot of times, sometimes we played and it wasn't, the stadium wasn't full. It was either uh, a good percentage of away fans uh, and and now it was full Canadian. You barely heard the Jamaicans and they played. Yesterday it was freezing cold, but it's an advantage. They took took it, they ran with it. And I I will say that John Herman injected or not just belief, but he went to get some pockets. To get a lot of money, the team flew in first class. Uh, John knows sometimes you have to fly. You were in commercial. Uh, you 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 had to take two three flights. Now he knows those guys are playing in prestigious clubs. They have to be rested, recover. He did everything possible to put these players in the best condition to succeed. And uh, and that's something I don't think we saw back then, where we had to uh, fight for scrapes to to just get to one uh, one stadium or to. You know, John probably talked to about just parking lot tickets, stuff like that. Or uh, back then it was like, so be it. And now he just said, no, there's no uh, cutting corners. We have to do everything possible uh, to put these players in the best conditions like they are at their club and to perform for us with the Canadian national team. And look, now they got the result.
0: John, they have another game in Panama on Wednesday night. Panama's out for Canada. You keep winning because you want to be in a pot so they, uh, with, with lesser uh, quality teams, of course, to give yourself a better chance. So we don't know who they're going to play yet. The World Cup draw goes on Friday, and at that point, we'll know which group they're in. Are you prepared to say that Canada, even without knowing the group, will win a game in the 2022 World Cup, John? Are you prepared to say that you feel confident about them having the ability to win a game? Of course, it depends on the group, but yes, I do. I think they will win a game. Pat, in ending, um, Jonathan David, Kyle Lahren, we're seeing players who can put the ball in the net. Ostacchio, uh, of course, is a fantastic midfielder. Everyone's got a story. Milan Borian made big saves. Uh, we could talk about CF Montreal players, Kamal Miller and Alistair Johnston doing real good job in the back line throughout World Cup qualifying But between now and the World Cup, which will start on the 21st of November and end on the 18th of December, uh, let's not be surprised if Ishmael Kone has his say, huh? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that maybe he plays a much
2: more significant minutes against Panama. Uh, Young player, you know, John has been big on terms of trying to get every player possible who's Canadian, who has Canadian descent to play for Canada and be part of this group. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Ishmael Kone play a little bit more. Uh, you saw in 10 minutes you looked you didn't look out of place and i think that's great because uh, the players are taking care of him and now we're 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 watching a lot more young players who are choosing for canada Or at least i think it's flores who's mexican canadian and who's yeah. undecided while in the past you knew most players they would have chosen uh, mexico or another country that gave them more uh, possibility possibilities to go to the world cup uh, Guys, so indeed, thanks
0: so much for spreading the word. Thanks so much for inspiring the, the generation of players to come. Thanks so much for continuing to coach and teach and educate the young soccer players in this province, the boys and girls. Thanks for coming together. Guys, we're going to the World Cup, baby. We're going to the That's World Cup. Fantastic. Fantastic. Take it easy, Take Hey, take it easy. You want to get to the World Cup also. (laughs) We're going to the World Cup, guys. Thanks for doing this. Everyone, tell your friends about it. It's the Sick Podcast with the guy who's sick. I'm Marinero. He's John Laniardis, Petrus Bernier. Merci, Liga. We're going to the World Cup, baby. Thank you, guys. See you, guys. All right, have a good one. Until the next time, the Sick Podcast.
1: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakash. If the last time you went to Lakash was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakash. The menu will surprise you.